Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to Conscious Business. Today, we're going to pick up on our series on mindset. We're talking about some of the biggest mental challenges that really impact entrepreneurs, the limiting beliefs, the fear, the imposter syndrome. Now, over the holidays, we digressed a little bit away from this mindset series over the last four episodes because, you know, we had to focus on goal setting, on being mindful for the holidays. And so we started this whole mindset series back in episode 102. And I want to dive back in today to really focus on it. There's a few more really important things that I want to share with you while we do this series. In the episodes since 102, we've covered topics like imposter syndrome, your saboteurs, pedestal complex, your comfort zone, fear, comparing, and purpose. Today, I want to talk about a powerful aspect of having an entrepreneurial mindset. It's a technique that a lot of people don't actually even do on a regular basis. And many people, they don't even know about it. But it's so critical if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur. So here's a little look at what you're going to learn today. In our first segment, I'm going to introduce you to this powerful technique. Then I'm going to share a tool that you can use to incorporate this into your life. And it's a really good one. One of my favorites. And then in our last segment, I'm going to share a bonus tool that you can use to really help bring your success to life. So get out of your head into your heart and let's dive right in, shall we? Wow, as I'm recording this episode, I'm noticing that my voice is still a little bit squeaky. I feel great. I feel like 90%, but, you know, I guess it takes a little while for the vocal cords to repair. So bear with me today. Now, this is a technique that a lot of people don't do on a regular basis, and many people don't even know about, but it's so important if you want to be successful. So let's check in with you. You might even do this already. Here it is. Do you spend time each day visualizing your success? Do you? Because here's the thing. We want you to do the physical work to be successful. Yes, we all know that, right? You've got to pound the pavement. You've got to do the things, eat the frog, and do everything that you need to do for your business. But you also need to do the work at the metaphysical level. So we want to work physical level and metaphysical level. Do you have a clear vision of what you want to create, of where you're going? And what does that specifically look like? So we know through the law of attraction that like attracts like. And so if you take the time to visualize where you want to be and get really, really clear on what this looks like, and more importantly, what it will feel like when you get there, then you're going to arrive at this place so much more quickly. Trust me. And I want to share a passage from one of my favorite books, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, this is a very popular book in business. I'm sure you've heard of it before. And it's known for its powerful ability to not only impact your mindset, but also to talk about masterminds. 
But I learned something the other day that completely blew my mind about this book. But at first, I want to share a passage from the book. And it's going to explain kind of what I'm talking about in terms of the visualization. Okay? I realize the dominating thoughts of my mind will eventually reproduce themselves in outward physical action and gradually transform themselves into physical reality. Therefore, I will concentrate my thoughts for 30 minutes daily upon the task of thinking of the person I intend to become, thereby creating in my mind a clear mental picture. I love that passage and it's part of the book where he goes through and lists the self-confidence formula. Now, just the other day, I learned something about Napoleon Hill and also about this book that I didn't know before, and maybe you didn't either. So I've often thought with this book, you know, it's called Think and Grow Rich, but, you know, there's so much in the book that is talking about the feeling, right, about connecting to that place uh, that you feel from and the vibrations and that feeling tone. So I've often thought the book should have been called Feel and Grow Rich, but I guess that doesn't, you know, make the same amount of impact marketing-wise. But it does really talk about visualizing a lot, feeling into what you want to create. That's the law of attraction, right? Now, listening to an interview with Jerry Nestor Hicks the other day, I learned that the original manuscript that Napoleon Hill had for that book actually talked a lot about vibration and feeling tone and how you need to hold that feeling in order to manifest your success. But apparently, the editors forced him to replace the word vibration wherever he had it through the book and talk about thinking, which is fascinating, right? Because he must have been way ahead of his time and that was the one thing that he regretted was having to give in to the editor and change that word out. So since visualizing your success is such an important tool, I want to give you a practical tool that you can use on a regular basis, all right? And I'm going to share that in the next segment. Okay, the tool that I want to share with you is to create a future self archetype. Now, this will help you to get clear on what you want and help you to bring it to you faster. You know, during the goal setting episode, I talked about the stat that the simple act of writing down your goals increases your chance of success by 42%, right? The simple act of writing down your goals increases your chance of success by 42%. And this is because in order to write something down, you have to have total clarity about what you want, right? You see, knowing what you want is half the battle. We are so often distracted by seeing other people's success and we think that that's where we ought to be. We get distracted and we start to compare ourselves to them. I'm not giving you a hard time for this. It's human nature. We all do it. I do it all the time. We look at someone who is happy or has a perceived, you know, good life, and we look at where they are and we think, if I do exactly what they've done, I'll get to be exactly where they are. 
and we make the mistake of thinking that what is right for them is right for us and this isn't always the case. Now this is one big distraction. The other big thing that I see is that people have a wish or a desire for conflicting things and sometimes they don't even know what they want. So the things that they ask for are actually canceling each other out. So the act of writing down your goals, it forces you to really get clear on what you want. This principle also applies to visualizing your success, which is what I want you to start to do if you're not already. And one of the ways that you can do this is by creating a future self archetype. And I'm going to walk you through exactly how you can do this right now. So first off, we need you to get to a nice, quiet place where you can focus and also make sure that you have a pen and a piece of paper handy so that you can jot down some good notes and things that you remember after you do this visualization. Now you can do it any number of ways. You can set a timer for five minutes or you could put on a great piece of music that allows you to really be resonant and really get dreamy. And what I want you to do is sitting up nice and tall, I want you to be vertical rather than lying down. I want you to take a couple deep breaths, ground yourself, and then start to visualize yourself 20 years from now. You can think of this as taking a journey to visit yourself in the future. You'll fast forward 20 years and you'll meet your future self. Really focus all of your attention on who you are and where you're going to be in 20 years from now. Pay close attention to the surroundings where your future self lives. What are the kind of things that you notice there? What colors are present? How were your surroundings decorated? What surprised you about this place? What did your future self look like? What kind of essence did your future self have? What kind of things did your future self do on a day-to-day basis? What do you need to be doing more of today to get to your future self? And lastly, what name is your future self called by? Now this is a really powerful exercise. Don't just gloss over or skip it. Really carve out at least half an hour to lean in and visualize where you want to be. In fact, I'm going to offer this to the people in my Facebook group to see if they want to do a guided visualization together so everyone really gets a chance to go through it and I can walk them through the entire 10 minute meditation. So it's important to really get a visual of what your surroundings will look like. It's also important to answer that very last question, right? What name is your future self called by? Because when you pick out a name, this is going to easily allow you to connect to your future self whenever you need to, which is a great way to check in and see if you're on the right path. Or if you find yourself stuck and you need to make a decision and you can't decide A or B, well, this is a great place to connect to if you're having 
an off day and you need to get a little bit more energy back or get back into alignment. Now, I've done this exercise at many different points in my business, but the very, very first time I did this exercise, I learned it during my coach training, and I came up with the name Gaia. And believe it or not, I actually had no idea what that even meant. The only Gaia that I was familiar with was the company that makes yoga supplies. So I knew that as Gaia, but I didn't realize what the name actually meant. But someone told me after the exercise that it actually means Earth Mother, which is pretty cool. So that is the name that I like to use whenever I want to connect with myself in the future. I simply connect to Gaia. Okay, so I really hope that you do the work to connect with your future self. It won't take you very long. Just at least do five minutes. Do the visualization and write something down. It's always something that you can go back to at a later point, but it is a really, really powerful exercise and something that you can uh, really go back to for motivation or for guidance to help you with a decision. And I've done this so many times with clients or groups of people, and it just blows my mind the intelligence that people come up with, right? And they really, really connect to this person, and they really, really see themselves in the future, which is great. Now, I want to give you also a bonus tool. So you know how I love, love, love to talk about saboteurs all the time, right? Those nasty, negative voices in your head that are always trying to fill you with self-doubt. Well, we've talked a lot about them in previous episodes. The last time I think we talked about them was episode 106, 106. So it's really important to watch for all those negative voices, those saboteurs in your head, to presence them, to make them conscious. But that's just running defense. I want you to also run offense, right? I want you to combat all these saboteurs by creating and connecting to your inner coach. Sound cool? It is. So some of you have told me over the years that You hear my voice in your head, which is a great honor. It's such a pleasure to be in your head telling you that hopefully good things, right? Hopefully that you've done good, that uh, you need to appreciate yourself more, and you need to not beat yourself so much that you need to remember what other people think of you is none of your business. There's no such thing as a confidence fairy. Whatever that message is, I'm happy to be there on demand whenever you need. Chances are aside from mine, that you have a lot of other voices in your head giving you positive messages. In between all those crappy ones, we need to sift through the crappy ones from your saboteurs. So I want you to start to pay attention to those positive messages, and I want you to start to amplify them. And what I mean by amplify them is just simply turn them up. So imagine yourself with a dial in your hand, and you're turning it from you know, like a four or a six, all the way up to 10 to the maximum. So you can really, really start to hear. And pay attention. Do you notice anything similar in their messages? Do you notice a specific type of voice? Is it loud and roaring? 
Or is it like peppy and cheery like a cheerleader? Is it male or female? Once you start to pay attention, you will really, really notice what is going on with this voice. This is your inner coach. So the next thing that you need to do is to name it. You can consciously call on it at any point that you need once you give it a name. Now, pull out the important positive messages on demand anytime that you need to, okay? So I do work a lot with clients on their saboteurs, and here's what I've learned humbly over the years. Regardless if you are talking about an inner coach or an inner critic, one thing that I've noticed is that quite often with people, they have these voices based on a real person in their life. And that's completely normal, completely okay. Um, But just to kind of guide you in that direction, sometimes as you tap in, your inner coach might be someone that you actually know. It could be someone who has shaped your life significantly, either now, there may be in your life today, or they might be someone that was there when you were younger in those formative years. It isn't always someone you know, but quite often it is. So when I identify my inner coach, it's definitely coming from a person that I know who has had a huge impact on my life. And whenever I catch myself playing small, you know, and I need a good kick in the pants, I always connect to that inner coach and I ask, huh, what would she say to me right now? What kind of advice or guidance or butt kicking would she give me? And this is really cool because it allows me to get out of my slump and move forward and take action. So your inner coach can be based on someone that you know Or it can be someone that you create. It could be based on a fictional character or someone that you just have seen in a movie or an archetype or just someone that you come up with on your own. There's no right or wrong way to find an inner coach. But definitely do the work to find this one person who can be your cheerleader whenever you need it. Uh, Some of my clients have used authors, so great authors that they are inspired by or someone who they've watched a TED Talk. Um, It could be really anybody that you want. So there you've got it. Two great tools that you can use to really access a more positive mindset. Access your future self and give him or her a name. And secondly, define your inner coach so that you can call on them at any point that you need a kick in the butt. Now, in a recent episode, we were talking about fear, and I suggested a tip to move forward into action. If you ever find yourself being completely paralyzed by fear and not wanting to do something, simply visualize yourself in the future and borrow a cup of confidence from your future self. So after you've been doing this for a while, you've done this exercise, you're going to be able to actually visualize your future self after you've mastered this skill or this task or done whatever is in front of you that you feel like you're scared of doing. You can go forward, borrow a cup of confidence from them, and then lean in and take action. Remember, we can't ever wait around for confidence to come to us 
because there's no such thing as the confidence fairy. And now it's time for you to go ahead and go on a journey and go meet your future self. Really take the time to appreciate and connect with this future version of you. See who you are. See what you've grown into. It will be amazing to really have a visual for you to connect to. And please remember that you are on a path to success. You may not feel successful right now in this moment. Heck, you might feel a little bit bumpy or a little bit off course. That is perfectly normal. The path to great places is never a smooth one. There's always highs and lows. There's always dips and valleys. There's always breakdowns and breakthroughs. But please remember that your path to success is always paved with many failures and many disappointments. When you look back on them, I guarantee that you will have a big smile on your face though because it will be in those moments that you realize you will have grown the most. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today. 